Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the HP Hose. We're your hosts, Sam and Maddie. Hello. Say hi. <laughs> she never knows when to say hi. I never know when to say hi. <laughs> Neither do I. It's fine. Um, uh, today, we're talking about The White Lotus, Season 2, Episode 5, called That's Amore. Uh, How are Written and directed by Mike White, the uh, Beyonce of TV, which I will be tweeting at some point. So, um, <laughs> uh, okay. As always, spoilers. If you haven't seen everything of the White Lotus up until this point, um, Sunday's episode being episode five, do not listen to this. Fuck right off. Goodbye. Yeah. Bye. Get out of here. You know the drill. <laughs> we have uh, what I think is going to be a very chaotic episode today because Maddie's <laughs> in a chaotic mood. My cats are literally bolting around my house with the zoomies right now, so it's just, it's going to be fun. It's going to be yeah, fun. Yeah, I think my cats are on the verge of zooming. Like, I just saw them run under the bed, and I'm like, oh, yeah. no. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're we're probably going to be experiencing some sort of difficulty with that throughout this, but... Yeah, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, Maddie, what do you think of the episode? Um, overall thoughts, of course, it was gorgeous. There was one really pretty, like, night shot boat aerial. They were, like, coming. I don't even know. It was just, like, you know, one of those shots in the segue to uh-huh. the next scene. Uh, but I really appreciate those. So, of course, I appreciated that. Um, it was crazy. Again, like, I thought last episode was crazy. This episode was fucking wild as well. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say... <laughs> you know the drill sing yeah. that theme song this was a reference to our last episode um so if you haven't watched it or listened to it yet check it out um god so good it's so good now i can't not think about it it's addicting it gets stuck in my head and then i just want to yell it but i'm afraid people are going to be like what is that sound out yeah. here just echoing yeah no it kind of um it reminds me i do a very good turkey impression and um yes <laughs> kind of what it yes. reminds me of. <laughs> yes oh my oh, god. god so yeah super enjoyable there was a few there was a few butts which i appreciated some cute mm-hmm. butts in the episode so we started with a butt we ended with a butt yeah yeah we did actually you know what we did do was we left off last episode with albie coming and we started off this episode with albie coming and i'm just like i know and he ended the episode by coming yeah yeah well not actually did he or was it the butt was it the well he was coming and the butt and the butt yeah mike white you sexy little minx you I just sexy awesome. Um, yeah, in the beginning, we had no sex at all, so I think that it mm-hmm. is well deserved. I was waiting for the sex to hit the fan in the show. <sighs> yeah, and we got some, we got some sex. We got some sex. I mean, we had some sex in previous episodes, but it was shorter. It just was less involved, but we got some involved sex, and I was very happy. Yeah, I'm very very pleased with this episode. Um. Yeah, uh, overall thoughts. I don't know. I think, I think it was great. I loved it. It started to feel uh, like, like the first season again. There were a lot of parallels, and then we got um, the same. Like I kept getting the same like nervous energy, um, like I got throughout all of season one. So that was fun um, because I haven't really gotten that yet, uh, particularly with um, 
Harper and Cam and that inevitable situation, which we will talk about, but that uh, outside of the big butt in the room, um, the very last scene. (laughs) that was Everyone's mind is fucking blown. Well, not blown because I rewatched it and I think I saw some foreshadowing that I didn't pick up on before. Hmm. Yeah, probably. Um, do you want to just talk about it now? Because it is, it is literally the elephant in the room. Jack is fucking his uncle. He's fucking his <laughs> uncle. <laughs> like, let's not even procrastinate. On talking oh my God. Him. I mean, it's very Targaryen. So I'm like, <laughs> I, you know? Oh my gosh. You know, he actually in this, throughout this whole episode gave me young Damon energy, like him and Rhaenyra and on the street of Silk, that was giving me Jack and Portia Ooh. taking her through the streets of Palermo you know, it, it very much reminded me of that. Like, them running and hiding behind the dumpster. Okay, and- don't give me these sexy feelings right now. <laughs> like, actually, that's very cute. And I think that's a very good, uh, like, reference metaphor. It does kind of have, a like, a very similar vibe. Yeah, for sure. Um, like, because the second time I watched it, Portia just looked so... I don't know. She was just like bouncing through the streets, like almost not in control of her autonomy because she's trusting it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was, which is always cool. just really nice. Like I think that it was cool. you know, <laughs> gruel. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Uh, um, yeah, I think that you know a lot of times women just don't want it. Like we, especially women that like are forced with being in control of fucking everything, like very independent women. It is so nice to just let somebody else figure your shit out. You know what I mean? Like yes. he told, like yes. he told her what he was gonna, what they were eating. Like he, just, I don't know. He just, mm-hmm. he just, he just figured it out. She didn't have to make a single decision. It's refreshing being in those situations. It was. So I get it, Portia. Um, yeah. So actually, you know what? Let's talk about um, Harper and Ethan and the couples for a bit. We don't want to talk about Jack and his uncle? I kind of want to savor it a little bit. All right, all right, all right. I need to mention it because it's like, duh, people, we've seen it. We're yeah. going to talk about it. <laughs> like... Yeah, we were just shocked. Okay, okay, all right. Let's 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 talk about the couples. Yeah. It so... is the day or two, I think it's the day after they came back from Noto. It's the day right? after they came back, yeah. So two days after the Molly prostitute night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so Harper left the condom on the bathroom, which is something that I didn't mm-hmm. notice until the second time that I watched the last episode. Um, and so he saw immediately and fucking shit his pants, boy. Woo! Because where that he didn't even know that it was there. So like, he right. was just like, what the hell is this? Like, what what's going on? She's freaking out. Mm-hmm. This is the reason. Um, and I I don't know how I feel about how he uh defended himself i'm like that defense could use some work ethan he's just like don't make this bigger than it is i agree i agree i didn't love that either but at the same time i also don't love how harper like was responding to i mean she had definitely every right to be upset um we know that ethan is technically innocent for the most part. But I think that um, even being in a situation like that will make your partner feel very insecure. She's guilty by association, for sure. 
Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we discussed it last week of like why he didn't want to tell her and uh we he did say like, Oh, I thought maybe if I told you you would say something to Daphne which I understand but I don't know. I just didn't like the way they were relating to each other as like a as a pair. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think that he is more in the wrong, but I still just, I just don't like the way they were communicating. It felt off and it felt, yeah. I don't know. I just didn't like it. It's something about Harper now, and we'll see, I guess maybe it's her actions afterwards, like the power trip that she's mm-hmm. having just because mm-hmm. your partner, it's a bad mistake. Yeah, he fucked up. But he didn't go so far that it's irreversible or irreparable. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, yeah. why are you power tripping like this? Yeah, I think... You knew, you had an inkling. You're the smart one out of everyone. Like, you had an inkling to who Cam was. Like, don't be surprised when mm-hmm. your more submissive husband or just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like, just in personality. Like, someone who's not, like, a dominant, dominant person. Like goes along with something. I'm just like, okay, yeah, I understand. But things could have been worse. Yeah, I agree. Um, a hundred percent. I think that if anybody like Harper is the personality type that would harp on something like this. No, <laughs> Harper be harping. Harper, Harper be harping. Oh my god, he does. Uh yeah, so um but I think that I mean what I got from it was more so like she wasn't First of all, we know that she's very insecure about their sex life, so we're coming off of, like, something that she already feels might be broken, and then, like I said, like, it was, like, a dagger finding that condom, because she was Mm -hmm. like, we're fine, we're fine, I just compared myself for the last 24 hours to this couple, and found out that they cheat on each other, so, like, we're so much better than them, and then to find an open condom wrapper, I'm just like that was like a huge blow to what she had left of her self-esteem and like trust Mm -hmm. in the relationship. But then also I think outside of it being like an insecurity about her, their sex life thing, like he said it and they've reiterated a couple of times, like we don't lie to each other. Like we always tell each Mm -hmm. other the truth. And then Mm -hmm. he said like, like, trust me, I don't lie to you. I never lie to you. But I'm like, you did though. And you would have, if I didn't find that rapper, So Mm -hmm. I think that it's coming from, like, she just feels very betrayed because she went into this thinking it's me and you and then they're a separate thing. But, like, now we see even throughout the episode, like, her and Daphne are sharing more of, like, friendlies with each other um, because – and she's, like, kind of, like, leaning over to Daphne more because she needs somebody there with her. Mm -hmm. And that was Ethan and now it's not. So um, I get it. I think that, yeah, like – she from the outside from our perspective is overreacting but i i totally understand how she feels though you know i do too i do too i just i think like throughout like i said throughout the episode we see some things with her like she's testy and i'm like Mm. i get it i i'm sorry my cat just sneezed i think they're getting the zoomies and it scared me <laughs> my cats um, are in the box and I can hear them. So I mean, it's just chaos. It's chaos. The <laughs> chaos. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just it. Her actions throughout the episode just made me feel some type of way. Like I understand that her um, that Ethan made a mistake and he probably should have told her the whole truth. Mm-hmm. But I do empathize with it a little bit because I'm like I I 
I see it. Like, I see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. I see that, like, you generalized the situation so that it wouldn't go south. Uh-huh. Like, I, I think that he was doing the best that he could with as much as he had. 100%, but, yeah. You know, I think in the previous episode, like, as soon as she came home and spilled, like, hey, Daphne, told, I think he should have been like, you know what? You're absolutely right. This happened last night. We took Molly. Da, 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 da. Like, that's when you, like, chop it up, like, with the fucking cheese may, you know? Like, mm-hmm. let tell me the hot goss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to know. Yeah. We're married. Yeah. Uh, you know what he should have done is he should have slept with her when she was in that cute little yellow yellow piece. That's when he should have slept with her, and she would have felt so much better about the whole fucking thing. Probably. Yeah. But he's been denying that that would have happened. You know, she would have been like, well, we just had sex and it was amazing. Like, so what Mm -hmm. if he partied with some fucking hookers? Yeah. Like it, it would have, it definitely would have made the situation better. I think because she would have been less insecure because he clearly, if he's having sex with her, like still, you know, is into it. But like, because he's been denying it, it's just like, that's just adding onto it so much. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah, It really has to be denied. I think we've talked about this before, but I will say it again. For emotional beings, which are humans, and I think women especially because of the society that we're brought up in, and I won't go so deep into that, but I just think in a general way when when you are having sex as a female, as a woman, as you know, whatever, you're giving your heart away. Mm-hmm. You know, so I I don't know. Ugh, God, this whole thing, it just... Yeah, it's... It this, just, one, ugh, this one sucks. It hits home, I think, for does. a lot of people. Yeah, and I think that um, with... Like, it's just... It's so great with the with the writing. The It's not so great. That came out wrong. No, <laughs> but no. I it, I um, the the characters are great because both of them are so easily like we can relate to both of them like so easily because I think both of us and a lot of people, most people have been in both on both sides of this, you know what I mean? So yeah. Um, but okay. Let's talk about Cam and Daphne and fucking, first of all, I just want to say I am so here for Ho Harper. I'm so here. I'm like, finally you are interesting me. Finally. I do like the power in it. I do like the, spiciness of it Mm -hmm. it's strong and it's bold and I appreciate that a lot I just I think it's the wrong time and wrong place I'm like I understand like do what you need to do to feel better but like that doesn't mean do it in front of his fucking face yeah yeah well I know um I just enjoyed it for the drama you know, obviously, yeah, like, for the sick. plot, baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, it's toxic. Like, do not do this. If you are harboring resentment, you know, and like, just, yeah, it, like, there's better ways to get that shit out and get your point across. And now she's, I just, I, yeah, I love her for the drama. She, I was like, I love that we got a new side of her finally because we've only ever seen once. I mean, the one side that's bitchy and then the one side that's vulnerable behind closed doors with Ethan. But that was, that was really it. There were no other layers. So now we're she's seeing like, bitchy, Oh, she's though. a petty bitch. She's a petty oh, bitch. She's fucking petty. Although I do have some questions throughout and we'll talk about Cameron and Daphne as well in relation to all of this. Um, 
when, first of all, I, I just want to touch on this briefly before we get into it, but the conversation between Harper and Daphne was, for me, like, very sad. I was like, I, I mean, I... It oh, was at the end of the episode? At the, at the end? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I did really... I think this might have been my favorite scene when Harper was just trying to get through the glass door. God, that made me Oh laugh. my god, that was great. That it was, was like great. the smallest, funniest, subtlest struggle, because I'm like, I get it, though. <laughs> You're just trying to get your little cigarette out there. Can't get through this fucking glass door. It's heavy. Yeah, You're real. a little drunk. <laughs> it's great. Um, but I, the conversation to me was a bit heartbreaking. It was yeah. empowering, but it was also heartbreaking. And they both seemed to have, like, glistening tears in their eyes. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what it is about Daphne. It feels like she's in cahoots with Kim. And I, again, still think that the condom was planted. I Like, I know he played it off like, oh, sorry. Like, he was like, how did you miss that? But I'm like, I still think it was planted. I think she took her to fucking Noto for a reason. I think they're in cahoots. And I think Daphne, like, I don't know. She showed her the picture, and it was just of her kids when she was talking about yeah. getting her trainer. And she was like, oh, sorry. Like, the way that she moves on and the way that she, like, some just, like, little looks. I'm like, I feel like you're trying to get her to hook up with your husband yeah it it definitely read to me like at first the first time I watched it you know and with the white lotus um with a couple characters this episode I like found myself like consciously like saying like read between the lines like listen to the like listen to this dialogue but read between the lines because there's some there's another message here and I, that was how this whole conversation was I have a lot of questions about it too and I don't it's one of those things that particularly with the white Lotus, it's like, we can theorize about it, but we just don't have enough context yet to know what the intentions are behind it. But, um, I will say the first time that I watched it, I, and then she was talking about this trainer, but then she shows and she says, Oh, he's blonde. He's got beautiful, big blue eyes, whatever. And shows the picture of the sun. I thought it was really sweet. And I thought she was saying like, this is how I do it, you know? But then, then the second time I watched it, the the way that they carry on like that like you said like I side eyed it a little bit too it was almost like Daphne was being like diplomatically telling Harper to cheat and like get like coercive almost almost. yeah yeah but like not saying it in words right but like saying it right so but then I also read it as like or she's telling Harper to have children I don't know because we don't, it depends on where Daphne is on this like ethic scale, which we just don't know. Daphne is the wild card of this whole show because we really, she seems so calculated, but she also just seems like nice. But then I wrote in my notes, like Daphne and Cameron are social arsonists. Like that's my, that's my step. Yes. A hundred percent. I agree. A hundred percent. Yes. Daphne is sweet. Yes. I like her. But there's been conversations where she just gives, like, the smallest look or I, the way that she converses or responds or reacts is just, like, a, it's almost not wrong. It's just slightly off. And I'm like, wait a minute. I don't think I would have reacted like that. You know? I think I would have yeah. been like, why the fuck would you have said that? Like, after dinner to my husband, I would have been like, why the fuck did you say that in the corner? You know, because, yeah. like, I'm not trying to make it... Pu- and this this is where I think I have qualms with Harper right now. I understand that she's upset. 
But, like, this is a conversation for you and your husband. I mean, that's what you committed to, right? And, again, I don't know their marriage. I'm assuming. I'm assuming, like, traditional standards of marriage. You know, and maybe that's wrong. But I am saying, like, I think even in a partner, just any kind of partnership, Sam, if you really made me mad and we were out somewhere, I would not call you out in front of anyone. I would probably wait until the event was over unless you kept then I would have to be like, hey, like, let's go out front for a second. Like, I just want to show you something or I would find a way to communicate with you in like a direct way and be like, hey, like, if you're this upset, then I'll either leave the function so that we can cool off, you know, like, whatever the fuck. I just like... It feels so, and I get it, like, you're rageful right now, but, like, it's not a, it, to me, it's just not a good excuse to yeah. being a good person to someone that you're in, and and I mean partnership broadly, because we have many relationships in this life, friendships, you know, romantic relationships, and I'm like, if you want respect, you need to give it. Yeah. For sure. And, but, and that's where it's like, she doesn't feel respected and she feels betrayed. So she, I think that that's her logic here is like, fuck that. And then also, I mean, coming off of how ironic it is that right before all this happened, she's like, I'm going to be the funnest time. I'm going to be the most fun, blah, blah, blah. Um, You know, so it's just like, now she is. And it's just the way that Cam and Daphne are just like, like, yeah, let's go to another winery. Yeah. Let's open another bottle. Yeah. Let's, let's not go home. Like, yeah. like, yeah, exactly. Social taking it on. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. And I don't know, she made some some poignant remarks where like when she mentioned the Molly thing and like Daphne just kind of like like a oh, little so sting, a little yeah. sting and then like kind of is just like okay, like you know, and then they go to the winery. I don't know. I It was messy. That that comment was so fucking funny. Okay. When she, like she was like, "Yeah, let's get let's get drunk. Uh, maybe add some Molly if we're trying to, you know, really party or yeah. something like that." But like Cam's face looks like like I know. so shocked when she said that. Oh my gosh. Like so funny. So funny. Um I will just say that this episode feels like and I've this has never happened to me, but I can imagine this is what it feels like in the physical form. Uh, shout out Nickelodeon, but like when you get slimed on, you know, that's how this, it feels so crazy. I feel like somebody just dumped slime on my head and I'm like, what? What's <laughs> happening? Where are we going? I don't, wow. this is what the episode feels like. Yeah, a little bit. I don't know. I'm fucking living for it though. Like this is like, we're really starting to see stuff ramp up. Like we've seen, it's been messy. We've we've had some drama already, but like this episode is where it's like really coming to a boiling point, I think. And like specifically for Harper and Ethan, like they are like, it's downhill from here for sure. It's been downhill since she found the condom wrapper, but like now everything is on the table and she clearly doesn't give a fuck. And I just want to talk about, Cam, because this was the first time that I actually found him attractive and Leo Woodall, or not him. Nope, that's not his name. Uh, no, it is. Is that Leo? Oh, God. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever his name is. Um, he very, obviously very, very good looking man. But um, th- th- just Cam's like personality, I just never was into it. He never gave me like a sexy moment. 
But when he ever grabbed Harper's leg and looked her dead in the fucking eye, I fell on the floor. I fell mm. on the floor because it was the sexiest little, like, cheeky, like, taboo. Ah, oh, it was nice. I'm living for it. Okay, so I have mixed feelings about that moment. I also enjoyed it, but it pissed me off. Of course it did, Maddie. You need to detach from these characters, man, and just enjoy the sleuthing. But I want... uh, My little Pisces son wants them all to have a fairy tale ending. They're not going to. I want them to learn their lessons and then have good lives. No, Tanya is the only one that makes out like a bandit and doesn't completely implode (laughs) from the White Lotus. You have seen... Fuck! They all need... They all be fucked up. (laughs) <laughs> did everyone leave fucked up in the last series? I yes. did not one of them get a Disney f- tale ending. Tanya. Because <sighs> she just Fuck like floated Tanya. off. She's she's the messer and all of them are the I know, messers, but Tanya didn't you know? learn a single thing. She still said some fucked up shit about the healer in the in this episode. She's like, yeah. I should have started the thing with the healer. And then she's like, but they're kind of witchy. And I was like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? <laughs> the fuck, Tanya? Uh, it was um, funny. But she yeah, was she's very the funny. only one that makes out unscathed. Everyone else is either dead or traumatized completely from these vacations. That's the point of it. Um, you know, and Mike White was, it was a contestant on Survivor. And I can't help but think that that was the ultimate inspiration for this. Because all those people leave that island fucked up. Every time. Yeah. Um, and one person is the winner. Oh, shit. Look yeah. at that. Jennifer wow. Coolidge. Be Jennifer winning. Coolidge, you win constantly. That's my cat. Yeah. That's my cat. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So, Maddie, I think, I think now's the time to tell you that nothing works out for any of them. Uh, that is the only <laughs> That's the only thing that I know for certain. Oh, you're oh, absolutely gosh. right. It's it is heartbreaking and upsetting. I think okay, and we'll talk about this later. But I think especially right now for me, uh, we might think that Albie is a dark horse, but I feel bad for he feels like an innocent bystander right now, and so does Portia. Yep, I yep. Uh, I agree. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, that was, I, I threw a monkey wrench into Maddie's whole life last week when I said Portia no. might be the one that dies at the end. Um, or one I of the ones fucking... that die. <laughs> Kill myself. You know, there were some My things wife. in this episode that I think, what it, there's something that Jack says to her that I'm just like, oh, this is not going to end well for her. Um, I don't know. Yeah. There was just a little bit of foreshadowing with the context and the dialogue. But, uh, yeah, so, um, oh my god, I cannot wait to tell you my theories. I have theories on everyone now. We'll talk about Oh god! Um, okay, let's talk about Valentina. Holy shit, Valentina, this episode. Oh, Valentina. Valentina. <laughs> Problematic, and I still really want to love her. It's, <laughs> like, maybe I need to check myself. Yeah, I I, we, Maddie and I had a long conversation about this this morning, and she's like, why... Does everyone think Valentina is creepy? And I don't. And I was like, I don't know. Because this episode, she creeped me the fuck out. When I rewatched it, just this, like, smile that she gives. But, like, her eyes just look, like, psychotic. 
this actress is killing it. She really looks psychotic to me. Like, honestly. Think good thoughts, Uh, Samantha. Think of beautiful things. (laughs) (laughs) I, I have mixed feelings. I think you're absolutely right that it is creepy and that she's crossing a line 100%. And I think you said it last week. Like, when does it become harassment or even I think discrimination at this point. Um, it's, I'm, I think actually, I mean, the couples are fucking interesting, but I, I said it on the phone to you. I'm really interested in Valentina's kind of story because I think that she's older. She's probably lonely. She's probably missing out on some social cues. Mm. Um, and I think that, Oh, God, I just had a horrible theory come into mind. Um, You know, I mean, I think she's already crossed a few lines, but I'm like, oh, like, what if she doesn't even, like, what if that's just as far as she goes and, like, but, like, something coincidentally, like, ends up and she's kind of, like, more in a framed position, which is very possible. It's White Lotus. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. But, Um, regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that her story is really interesting too. I'm actually really happy that they did more with this character because there was, from the very beginning, I said that she was my favorite. Um, just the way that she greets all of them, I'm like instant classic, instant favorite. Um, right the wave, the I'm surprised you made it here. You're so old. So, the, yes. Like, you know, all the luggage, the Harper refusing Prosecco and she's like, oh, what, you don't like Prosecco? Whatever. Yeah. That was not an Italian accent. I don't even know where that, that was definitely like Ukrainian but sorry about that uh (laughs) um but from those like just zingers that she has I was like this is my like automatic favorite character and she still is in the way that she is now just creeping me out to my bones and I think that it's just like it's the her demeanor it's like and what I said last week too is that if she's she was already giving Isabella um buying her things the day after Isabella got got her attention right so i'm like the day later she's already buying her gifts from a very expensive store and i'm like the trajectory on this now is like this is gonna move really fast she's gonna get really creepy really fast and like if you've ever been stalked it's fucking weird when somebody is coming off that strong and that fast and it's like it's really easy to cross that line into the person being uncomfortable and you know what i just said the word grooming to maddie earlier and i think that 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 like kind of shook you because it is grooming. I mean, she's oh, giving her all wait. of these compliments. She's giving the gift. You know. Okay. I'm glad that you said that. And I just want to touch on this, but I think grooming also alludes to the Jack and uncle situation, maybe, which we'll touch on a little bit more later, but I think you're correct. Although, although I will just say this, And I cannot speak for anyone in the LGBT plus community at all, but I do, and I think this might, I don't know if it's a, it's a true thing, but I've heard the theory that like lesbians, like they U-Haul, like on the second date, they like immediately move in together. So I'm like, this little lesbian is immediately buying her things. Really, you know, I really, really love that you try to see the good and everything. It's adorable. It is adorable, but I just almost want to shake you and be like, no, Valentina is creepy. She's supposed to be creepy. Creepy, creepy, creepy. 
Yeah. Yeah, no. It's And like I said, I would have felt weird in Isabella. I would have definitely not accepted the gift. I would have been like, I can't accept this. Like, it's, I just, it doesn't feel appropriate. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, sorry, I appreciate you. You're a good manager, but, like, this is too much. Yeah. Please and don't like, let I it happen that, again like, or I'll have to report you. Yeah, and I think that, like, the gift, it's like, that specifically didn't bother me. It was just how fast the gift came out and, like, the, you know, because it's like, you never even talked to this employee before. And she says one nice thing to you, gets, catches your attention, auto, like already you're buying her a gift and complimenting her and saying hi to her and doing the double, double take, look back. And like, so that was what was creepy. I don't think the gift was creepy. I've received gifts plenty of times from my employers, but like sure. the, the context of it, what, and then the, like, it's clear favoritism, right? Um, and I think that Isabella's response to it was fine, you know, like as it would be, I think for anybody else in that situation. But now mm-hmm. we know, like, and we, we know looking at it, this is white Lotus. Nothing mm-hmm. is ever subtle. Nothing ever stays. It's always gets bigger and escalates. So like that coming at it from an audience member, looking at like knowing that this is going to get way worse, you know? So that's where I was coming from with like immediately judging Valentina. But then in this episode, we see her moving Rocco, Isabella is starting to get uncomfortable, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you can see it on her face. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, now it's really about to, like, topple over, I think. Right. Um, And I think, like, we see that Rocco is annoyed. So I was worried about, like, definitely the sexual inappropriate advances on Isabella. But I sometimes wonder if, like, Isabella is going to say anything because she's a woman and... I like, and I don't mean to say that is less dangerous, but like, I think that like maybe Isabella is less worried about like a brutal outcome because she is a woman. But I do think something that I didn't think of before because I really was worried about the sexual like advances. Um, I know that she didn't like Rocco, and it was funny as hell in the beginning, but like, Rocco expressed he really expressed it in this episode and he's like, this is absurd. Like what the fuck am I going to do in the beach club? And he Mm -hmm. says it loud enough for her to hear under his breath and for Mm -hmm. the guy out like at the door to fucking hear. So I am just like, Oh, like he's going to probably file just like sexist discrimination shit. And maybe maybe he'll touch, maybe he'll use that because he also saw how she like reacted to Isabella and he like, you know, crinkled. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. You know, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. No, I think that Rocco is, I mean, I hope that he, I, I always liked him too. I think that he's hilarious, but, um, yeah, I think that he might be an outcome. We know that in the, in the very beginning, the, where we find out that somebody died and then multiple people died, it's because Rocco runs to get Valentina and, Mm -hmm. you know, and then he's the one that's telling her. So, um, at least in that bit of it, we know. And if he's at the beach club and there was a body in the water, then he has eyes on probably what happens. Right. So, mm. um, you know, now that he's like outside on the beach. Right. So 
Uh, yeah, I think that that's going to be really interesting. I um, am I'm super interested to see how Valentina goes from here with Isabella. Um, it's just really hard to see Isabella in the situation because I'm like, God, you just don't deserve this. You are so nice and so sweet, and all you did was compliment the wrong creepy person. And, you know, now you got a stalker for life. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, but I also want to talk about Valentina and Mia. Oh, my gosh. I... <sighs> Uh, we, oh Maddie my and I God. Both, Mia. 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 Maddie and I both collectively <laughs> last night watched this, woke up this morning, talk about it, talked about it, and all we could talk about was Jack. And so we like then rewatched the episode again. And we're like, holy shit, so much happened that I forgot about because it was just wiped away the, with Jack's butt. Um, oh you my know. God. <laughs> truly, truly. Oh. And I think what's the uncle's name? Quentin? Quentin, <sighs> yeah. Quentin and Jack, you guys stole the fucking show. Absolutely. Truly, truly, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Yeah. Um, Both of their asses. Both of them. Yeah. There's so Um, many asses. There's so many butts. Yeah, we got Albie's ass quite a few times, too. I know. And Um, honestly, like, I'm glad that they're boys' butts. I'm happy. Sorry. I meant, like, men. You know, I just meant to, like... I don't know, gender it, and that's probably wrong, too. I'm sorry, everyone. I just, (laughs) we see so much of the female form on screen, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. It was kind of nice to see the male form. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm always happy. I mean, and then we got, I mean, I love the female form, but we don't get as much of the, the male form. Yeah, we have definitely seen more um, male body parts, whether they be fake or not. And I'm talking about Cam's big old dick in the first Oh! Episode. Oh! <laughs> I forgot. I'm sorry. Um, okay, yes, but Valentina and Mia. Oh, I was shook when Mia had the balls to like just walk up to her and be like, "Hey, I know you're gay. I'll fuck you if you let me sing for the next two nights." Well, she already did it with an old man when she was like, "Which was the fucking best." Um, but I think that she that opened her mind to being like, you know, I can get what I want by using this card, and I think I don't know they've. Showed a little bit of this shady character that Mia, like, reports to. I guess it's her pimp, for lack of a better term, right now. Lucia, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But Mia doesn't have that. Mia's out here just using that card how she wants to use it. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, yeah, it was ballsy as fuck. She is persistent. I was not expecting her to do that. Even though I... Maybe I was. I don't know. She wanted to sing. But it was fucking wild. And I think it was yeah. so weird to see Valentina's reaction, too. And I think that's what let me know that she was more creepy than I want her to be. Because she kind of smirks a little bit. I think she's also shocked. It's kind of like... I don't know. I think as we get older, we get complimented less. And when it does happen, it's kind of like, what? You know, like, you kind of like... So yeah. I think, like... Even in that way, maybe the way that her smile kind of broke through was a little bit of that, too. Mm. I, yeah, I agree. Um, You know, and we have talked about, I mean, in this show specifically with Bert and Dom um, and Albie, just the the experience of aging and Bert um, had some really good, like, 
like dialogue moments on that of like, I, you know, I never thought I would see another naked woman or I never knew if I would see another naked woman for the rest of my life. And I'm like, holy shit, what a daunting thought for somebody. It's like, is this yeah. it? This is it. Right. And yeah. it, even just in a sexual way and not even in a companionship way, like, damn, I might never fuck again. Like, that's crazy. That's a crazy yeah. thought to think. So Valentina's might be in that space. And I agree. I think she was a little shocked. And I think that she was probably a little turned on by Mia's like forwardness. Yeah, of course. But I, I also just like want to say about this. I loved it because it is not often that we see um, a female form of power that is, is um, uh, like exploiting sexual uh, situations or, or exploiting people to get sexual rewards. And in this, we're seeing like, normally it's always a male figure, right? It's always mm -hmm. a male figure that's, that's using their power, using their position or whatever it is and exploiting and, you know, stalking and doing all this stuff. So or, like not stalking, but like just being creepy in general because they're like super interested. But, yeah. um, I think that specifically with this, because like the Isabella thing with Valentina, it makes sense. Like it's, it's just like, we've seen women in that situation where they care a lot and they go all out to, for the person that they like, but mm -hmm. not often do we see women taking bribes for sex, right? Like we don't usually see that. Usually we see that for men, like, like the pianist, like Mia did the same exact uh -huh. thing with him. So it's really interesting that Valentina's character is like, fine, because I'm turned on and I really want to have sex with you. I'm going to let you do this. Right. Well, so I actually don't think it was that. I think her turning point was more about women helping women. I mean, mm -hmm. She was flattered as fuck as anyone would be. Look at Mia. She's adorable. She's fucking young. Yeah. Valentina's still hot, but she's older. She's lost some youth, and I'm sure she thinks about that. She's like, why is this young, beautiful woman hitting on me? What a what a nice surprise. Yeah. Unexpected. Um, but I don't know. I just... You're right. Oh, I God, think the, the turning point w was I, the... Um, was the, sorry to cut you off the, um, no, it's okay. the, the woman helping women thing. Um, yeah, she I said, if you like women, why not help a woman? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I actually really loved that moment. I mean, yes, she said yes and everything. And it, and she did, you know, she warmed her up. Mia was so smart. She warmed her up. She greased her up. She lubed her up. You know, she was like, I can help loosen you up. And she did. She kind of like penetrated that wall before she said something smart and deep. Yeah. You know, like she had her attention for a moment and then she was like, you know, but if you do that, like, if you like women, then, you know, help a woman. And I think mm -hmm. like, I think it actually took a lot of the sexuality away yeah, from that whole too. situation, mm -hmm. you know? And I think like that was just nice. It was nice. I enjoyed it very much. And I was like, yeah, see, Valentina, you're not as creepy as you're coming off with Isabella. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I agree. I think that, like, it was just really interesting for her to, like, to see her, like, perk up when, and to see even Mia, like, offer that to a woman. It's just something I've never seen before in... Oh, my God. Well, she also says something super iconic, and this is probably true. I think all women have said this when she's like... You're gay. I'm a little gay. All women are a little gay. And I was like, yeah. Probably. Yeah. That's really funny. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I, I think every woman feels that way. If you're straight, gay, whatever, you're just like, yeah, we have because all we're... questioned it. Yeah, we've all questioned it for yeah. sure. It's been a thought. It's been a thought. It if it hasn't, then you're a Mormon and uh, yeah. you know, go watch yeah. some porn. Yeah. Um <clears throat> get you some uh, Okay, I want to talk about Tanya and the gays. Let's talk about Tanya and the gays, baby. Tanya and the gays. Okay, I'm glad you brought this up because um, for the second, I loved, oh God, can we, I just need to jump into my favorite scene about Tanya and the gays, which is the opera. Oh my God, I mean, the Palazzo was also gorgeous, but the fucking opera, wherever they were, I need to find out. I didn't research it before this pod. I should have. But it was so pretty. I was like, this is ornate as hell. I love it. Yeah. It was. It made me feel fancy. And I forgot, like, I might be an uncultured piece of swine for this, but I forgot that, like, you dress fancy for an opera. It's like you're going to a ball. Yeah, it's very That's fancy. It's so a very fancy occasion. cool. I, yeah. ugh, I loved that. Yeah, it was nice. I have always wanted to go to the opera. Um, I would have jumped at the idea of it if I was, uh, maybe not, maybe not. I was going to say if I was um, Jack and Portia, but I mean, they wanted to just like fuck around in the city and party. So I and get fuck. that. I'm, I probably would have, and fuck, yeah, uh, well, or not that night, Um, but not yet. Well, we don't know. We don't know. They don't show us oh, anything yeah. else, which yeah, I have questions yeah. about, but you know, yeah. we we'll um so yeah the opera always been something that i wanted to go to i feel like everybody that or every time i i have talked about an opera or i've seen uh you know it, like people re responding to it it's always like just such an emotional thing um mm -hmm. and i know i read that they mike white actually had this opera um be performed for the entire cast so the what they were videotaping was actually a, the full performance, and the whole cast got to just watch them. Um, so that's really cool. So cool! I know, I know. It's really awesome. Um, so yeah, but your favorite moment—I'm not going to take it away from you—is Jennifer Coolidge and the fucking. Oh my god! <laughs> Who is that lady? Is it the Queen of Sicily? Bro, I also just love the way that Quentin responds because it's just very in the gay world. I think gay men love a joke, you know? Yeah. So, of course, he's like, I'm going to let her believe this. And you see, I didn't notice this the first time, but the second time, you see all of the guys kind of, like, agree and they all kind of... Like, they're all in on it with him. Yeah. And it's yeah. so funny and cute because you can see that he finds it uh, endearing. He's amused um, by her entirely. I also love hashtag the Queen of Sicily. Love her. Mm -hmm. What mm -hmm. a girl's girl. What a girl's girl. What a woman's woman. I like that she kind of conferred with her friend, but then she was like, you know what? What's up, girl? Yeah. Hey. Hey, yeah. fabulous. Hey, gorgeous. She probably was like, you know what? This bitch likes my fit. I like her. <laughs> like... Yeah. That exchange oh, made me so happy. It was great. Yeah, and you know, and they had the box seats, so it's like they, you know, it's like you're, you're it's class meets class up there. Um, so yeah. it's not like it was just some random, you know, like 
poor person saying hi. It was somebody at the same level. poor peasant in the box next to me who won tickets on the lottery. (laughs) Seriously. Um, Yeah, so I think that it was... Honestly, okay, my whole... um, my whole idea about the the opera, and this goes into my theory that I'll just get into now, I guess, since we're talking about it, but, like, I think that Quentin is broke. And I think that the opera was this, like, grandiose, like, showing of look at how rich and classy and great we are and the, you want to be around us, but I think that they will probably try to exploit Jennifer Coolidge for her money because she obviously has a lot. And I think that even just to like support that theory, number one, Jack didn't pay for dinner when Mm -hmm. him in. Mm -hmm. So that was a little red flaggy to me. Um, Like, and then uh, not only that, but they live in this big, like he lives in this, uh, this big property that's gorgeous and whatever, but he, Quentin said that he inherited it from his dad. So that doesn't super crazy. Yeah. So, um, and then there's something that Jennifer Coolidge says, she says, you know, I love when you find out that people have money because then, you know, they won't ask you for yours or, you know, something along those lines. So, but that almost felt like don't just because he's got this lush place does not mean that he is rich. You know, that just means that he inherited a rich piece of property. So, I mean, obviously upkeep and maintenance, whatever. I don't think he's like flat Mm -hmm. broke, but I think that he, they're always, they're opportunistic people for sure. Um, Yeah. I mean, and I think it says, it shows it with, with Jack. I mean, Jack is obviously a bit opportunistic from what Mm -hmm. we can see. Yeah. Um, I do think in the what's coming, we do hear him say, I didn't like listen deeply to it, but I think he says something along the lines like, I don't know if I'm going to be here tomorrow. So in that regard, I'm like, okay, oh, like, that, that's what it was that I thought was foreshadowing. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. Like, I want to say opportunistic, but then again, I'm like, yeah, fucking YOLO. That's a good point. Like, is it opportunistic if you don't know where you're going to be tomorrow? I mean, it is. Like, you can't be fucking people over, but if you are offered something nice, like, you should do it. Yeah, should- for sure. If you're offered, that's offered. the key word. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The word, but yeah, so- they seem like con artists. And even, like, and again, Portia and Albie, I think they're innocent bystanders. I think something bad is probably going to happen to Portia. You're right. Like, and I think she also says something in the, in the what's to come that kind of alarmed me. She's like, Hey, I think something bad is happening. And I was just like, Oh no. Um, not Portia. Not Portia. Like, honestly, I love Jennifer Coolidge and I don't want her off the cast, but like you're fucking oblivious yeah yeah absolutely and that so we do also see um i think we can just if we're done with the gaze i mean i don't know i kind of just like yeah that's my theory on them they're not really giving me anything like to i think this storyline is probably gonna be super basic until we get to quentin and jack right which let's just let's just talk about that well, I, guess. I think okay well and let me just say this about the gays too i think that it might be more than just like them chasing this lavish richness um <clears throat> because i remember in a previous episode when he was trying to get her to come to palermo he was like oh we'll find you a stallion one who's even hetero 
And, like, they're obviously hooking up with young men. And these young men are getting something out of it. So the women, I'm also, like, it's to get their money, to get cons mm-hmm. out of your money, or to, like, I don't know, I feel like they're, they have some elaborate sex scheme going on as well, which they're trying yeah. to get Tanya involved in, uh, and fund. Yeah, yeah, Sugar I agree. I think that's, that's a really good point. We do know that we have, in the next episode, we're going to get a big, lavish party, right? So, like, because mm-hmm. that's what they're planning. That's why Tanya and Portia went to Palermo. Mm-hmm. So I think that that might be it actually in the weeks to come, the few clips that we get are very vague and like kind of fluffy, but like it Always. does, it does kind of look like, okay, there's some drugs involved. This is like, you know, this is one of those, like, I don't know. So it might be like underground society kind of thing. And, you know, and that actually brings me back to something that Daphne said that hasn't been mentioned again, but when her and um, Harper were in Noto, uh, Daphne was just like she was talking about the guys that Cam works with, and was just like, yeah, like Illuminati type shit. Um, or yeah. did she say? I don't know if she said Illuminati, Demonic but she said level like, type shit or something along uh, those yeah, lines. Something along those lines. Like, uh, so I'm just like, okay, we haven't mentioned that again, and that's one thing that we didn't really get in season one, but that if Mike White added it in season two, it would really step it up a notch. And so I think that's a really good point, Maddie, about mm-hmm. this like, like this society eyes wide shut kind of thing. You know, like. Yes, yes. Stanley fucking Kubrick, baby. That's exactly (laughs) what I was, like, thinking last night. I was like, oh, this is giving me eyes wide shut. And I don't know, like, I really want to understand. I I know we only have two episodes left, and we're not going to get the explanations that we want. Um, I wish that Mike Interview would do, like, an hour-long interview after these seasons to just, like, talk about it more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike White, if you're listening, oh, my God. We would be so happy. We would be so thankful. Um, but, yeah, I think that would be so cool because I'm so curious about the motivations, the rewards. You know, like, I get it that Jack is a young wild kid but if they're broke then what's he getting out of it or is he part of the con is he i mean i'm assuming he would be a part of the con if that's the case for sure yeah and he's i think he's like the the lure in i mean he's a hot guy that like doesn't mind boning other guys you know yeah um yeah so i'm just like yeah you know uh so actually just speaking of jack um this was so shocking uh because we really just assumed that they were actually uncle and nephew and unless this is unless this is westeros like they cannot be that, that yeah would be i don't think that they nothing. actually are i think that they say that so that there's no there's questions yeah yeah exactly. it's a cover it's just an easy segue for people to get to know them um but yeah, it's not. I don't think that they're related. The thing is, I didn't understand that the first time I watched it. I was like, what the? F- Why is he fucking his uncle? And then I was like, that can't be his uncle. He's way too posh for Jack. Do you hear his accent like this? And then you got Jack like fucking cockney <laughs> shit. Like, you know, let's get fucked. Like I don't know, it's it's different. I'm like they weren't, they're not from the same fucking place. No, and I'm not saying that uncles and you know fucking nephews have to be from the same place and have the same accents. That's not you know like 
it can that can happen but yeah no but i mean in when we're talking about uh british um accents and i don't know jack is from essex he said he's from essex yes. he's such an essex boy he looks like an essex boy if you watch love island uk you know exactly what i'm talking about but um and <laughs> then quentin has this posh london accent so you're totally right like they don't even sound like they're from the same place so that is a good point. I didn't really think about it like that. I was just like, oh, this is just your shitty little, you know, like city boy nephew that like comes along and he's just firecracker. Uh, yeah, obviously keeps him around to get, you know, D on the random, but uh, that's so, on the reg. Uh, yeah, on the reg, on the reg yeah. and the random yeah. on the, is it scheduled? That's well, my question. Okay. And the thing, pff, girl, my How head. Did was, know? Did you just send him a text? Like, I don't hey. know. I don't know. My mind was way fucking further. I was like, oh, does he fuck all of them? Is that like, does he have friends that also do this? He's, is that the lore of the gray, the gay group? Is they have this young hot guy that they get to fuck? I, yeah, <sighs> I, yeah, because so he is, the only time that he mentioned it was when he was talking to Portia and he was, and she was like, oh, do, do you ever like, you know, whatever. And he was like, um, yeah, you know, sometimes it gets hard. You know, you have men that are always trying to grab, grab my ass or whatever. And some of them are strong. Yeah. Um, so I'm just like, oh, like, was that like, I don't know. I'm like thinking that's just a line. Like, clearly well, he's open to it. But then I'm like, oh, yeah, the, the same question. Is he fucking all of them? Is he just Quentin's little toy? Like, is Quentin uh-huh. seem at all jealous about him giving Portia any of his time, right? Because he was still getting boned. He's like, hold up, Portia. I'll be right back. Yeah. With a crushed one ready for you, I guess. And then and that's another okay, thing. That I'm like, my other question. I okay and beyond the condoms I'm like I mean I guess you're young so you've got the fucking stamina but you're gonna fuck Portia right after this yeah do you have the stamina for that sir you have the semen for that that's what I mean (laughs) how are you gonna nut again so shortly (laughs) after like for women, that's not a problem. But for men, like you need like a couple. You need some some a little time. Maybe yeah, like right. I, mean, maybe I guess that's okay. short enough. But like, and oh. also from what we see is that like so we don't see Tanya again, or Ta- we see Tanya. We don't see Portia again, and um, it's Tanya getting out of bed. She's woken up by like the weirdest sounding bird I've ever heard in my life. For the record. <laughs> gets out of bed and then just starts walking through the halls and hears what sounds like an orgy originally like maddie and i both thought it that's was what orgy i thought that i thought it was do. all the men all yeah, the gays I mean, because the there's, yeah there's what six of them so so i'm like maybe hmm maybe jack gets like one like one of them gets jack every day of the week like that's what Mondays i thought is for Quentin, tuesdays is for mateo you know um god yeah okay, so, she, and then, so then like Yes. So then my <laughs> other question, and today when I watched it the second time, I told you, I rewatched that moment like 10 fucking times in a row. Sorry to be gross. I don't even think it's gross. I was still kind of like, well, this is hot. Anyways. No, I'm it on my phone and I'm keeping it there. <laughs> it's also on my phone because you sent it to me. So <laughs> I'll keep it. I'll also keep it. Um... <laughs> I was just, I had to rewatch because I was like, oh, like, you hear the sounds, and honestly, like, it's it sounds enjoyable. I'm like, oh, like, somebody's getting it. Someone's mm-hmm. getting it around the corner. 
But then I had to, like, look at their faces. And again, like, this is a sex scene. They can't do that much acting. Like, they're showing a lot already. You can't just fucking linger. I'm sure there's some kind of rating policy about that. Um, But I was like, is it that Jack or is that Quentin? Is it both of them? Are they smiling? Who's... Is Jack enjoying this? Is Quentin enjoying this? Yeah. Is Jack not enjoying this? Is Quentin enjoying this? Like... And to me, to be honest, it seemed like they were both enjoying it. I'm sure they were. I mean, buttles uh, must feel nice to a penis, you know? <laughs> they all say it does. <laughs> so, like, to they some degree, Jack is enjoying putting his dick in a hole, like <clears throat> all men yeah. would, right? But, like, yeah. but it's it's not fair to just label Jack automatically as bi, um, because we don't know. You can still fuck I actually don't think not... he's bi- or get his character doesn't come off like that. Maybe he's open. And honestly, to be 100% real, I literally think every single person on the planet is pansexual. Like, you like what the fuck you like. It literally, yeah. however that love comes to you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, however... Like, there, there are plenty of things that we could be sexually attracted to that have nothing to do with love or emotion or feeling at all. Like, yeah, I mean, there's fucking anime like, porn. That's not even technically real. Exactly. You know? That's exactly it's my point. I'm just like, you, you know, like I don't. I'm not trying to bash that at all because, like, I get it. You know, I've seen some, but I'm just yeah. saying, like, it's, it's a drawn thing. So yeah, I think you you have a good point in saying that. But like to me, again, you know, just ch- touching on that opportunistic idea, I think that is more of. I mean, not to say that he's not enjoying it, but, like, Jack just seems to me like he was like, oh, this is an opportunity. I'm willing to do... I'm open to this uh-huh. if I get some benefits. And it seems like he's yeah. getting benefits. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just... It feels very much like he is... Like, you called him an escort. I called him a sugar baby. Um, it, like, you know, he's just... It's a quid pro quo. Like, he's giving sex. He's getting benefits. He gets to so- live in this in this beautiful place in Palermo and that's he Do doesn't we know have to work. He is? Uh no, but I'm gonna go ahead and guess that he is Portia's age and Portia is twenty five or twenty four. So okay. I'm gonna guess like early twenties, early to mid twenties. So the only thing that I have to say about the quid pro I can't ever say this. Quid pro quo. What? oh god. Quid pro quo. Yes. Quid pro quo. I yes. always want to say crow. Sorry. Yeah. Like, quid pro pica. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, anyways. My thing is, like, I do think age matters. You know, I don't want to be ageist. But I do mm. think experience and age. And I'm like, look, you're you're young. I'm not saying that you don't have any experience. But, like, I wonder if in 10 years you're going to be like, I felt more. Like, I felt taken in. Now that I know more, I feel like I was taken advantage of then. Yeah, and that's uh, that's a possibility. I think that's a poss- definitely a possibility. Um, but, I mean, also he could, on the other side of that, look back and be like, yeah, I only got all of these opportunities because I did that, right? So True. I think he could it's look like, back and be like, this is the best time of my life. Exactly. So, yeah, um, yeah so he's just a sexy little gigolo that, oh. you know... And like, so, and then another thing is like, I'm also happy that he was the top in this and not the, if he was the bottom, I would have way more questions. I'd be like, (laughs) wow, 
Like, wow. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, but you know that, like, he's not desiring older men. You know what I mean? Like, there is something to say about youth. You know, you're the healthiest. Yeah, when, absolutely. You're the when hottest. He, he, you know? Yes, he, um, like, God, latched yeah. on to, to Portia like she was a teat, literally. Like, because mm-hmm. she was – and then and then Quentin even said, like, it, it – you know, he finally gets to play with, you know, someone his own age. And it's just like, that's what you say about children when you have little babies, right? And they're just like, oh, yeah, play with someone your own age. Yeah, so he foreshadowed it a little bit. I didn't catch that. That line specifically, I thought, was a foreshadow. The second time, I was like, okay, all right. I get what you're saying now. Yeah. You know, and, like, Um, that's a very general and light way to say it. It doesn't... you know, like in conversation, it's not a foreshadow. And I'm sure Portia, or I'm sorry, Tanya didn't think anything of it. She's like, okay, you're a funny gay guy. Like that was, you know, a little zinger. Cool. Okay. That's how I would have felt. But looking at the progression of the episode, I'm just like, okay, yeah, that was a f- you. She, he's told her multiple times in this episode, uh, like what yeah. is happening, but in between the lines. Like, it's hard to pick up on. And I think he told her again in the previous episode, like, the, oh, you should come to Palermo. Like, we have a, a hetero stallion for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, what do you yeah. mean you have a hetero stallion for her? Like, all these boys oh that my you're God. out with are pretty, like, they're, they're not too young. Like, they're not underage, but they're college age. Like, there is some type of manipulation, some type of quid pro quo, quo, quid pro quo, some exchange. And, and like, I felt that way from the very, very beginning. Even when he was, like, he called out his friend Mateo. He's like, Mateo. And he's like, what? He works out and he has cute friends. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, yeah, and I said that these this group of guys, they are literally only looking for money and sex and a party. And so it's, it, like, it's almost obvious that, you know, I think it's almost, like, I want to say it's almost obvious, like, where the projection of this is going to go. Um, you know, or not the projection, the, like, the... Trans- Ooh, the I just tra- had a thought. Trajectory. What's your thought? So it's so cool because we talked a little bit about the art in the last one. And I think they're not just using Renaissance art. They've used a lot of different like things in this season but thinking about um fucking <sighs> I'm sorry everyone it's okay speaking of our uh just really quickly I do want to look into what the painting was during the Jack and Quentin scene because it's it's Tanya sees them and then you immediately flash to a painting and then you go back to them and then oh. she leaves the girl crying. Yeah. That, was, that was the painting. You know what? Mm-hmm. I meant to look that up before I did this, and I did not. That's fine. I we will not. post about it on our social media. We'll just start a fucking art page. We'll just start a White Lotus art page. That would be really idea. cool. Yeah. Yeah, it would be. Look at we'll us. Do that. Um, look at us. Coming up with ideas on the spot. Uh, yeah. yeah, so very interested. So many questions. Um, and I, we know that Jennifer Coolidge or Tanya rather is, is kind of trying to get Portia not to talk to Jack. She's like, Oh, I don't think you should be this close to there. Whatever she's saying, she's warning him or her without actually saying it. 
But like, and that's also the thing that I just want to say when Maddie and I talked about it um, earlier, it's like, if this is really a vacation fling, then like, who gives a fuck? Like, I wouldn't care. Like, the less I know about my vacation fling, the better. I don't want to know anything about you. Um, But I think that, but when it comes to like Portia's feelings, though, if she's getting feelings, catching feelings for Jack, then that's where it becomes a real issue. And of course, just the safety of it, making sure that he's wrapping it up jesus that's all i've been thinking about because i'm like these are promiscuous guys and if he's getting paid to fuck old men in the butt he's doing it a lot i'm sure and so i'm like god only knows like portia please please please. portia please please. (laughs) like you were too young for any of the diseases that you could get i agree that was also my thought too i was like oh my god like this just feels unsafe you know, like, mm-hmm. bodily unsafe, you know, and, mm-hmm. like, I'm not saying that you can't be promiscuous, do whatever the fuck you want, but, like, you do need to protect yourself and protect the people that you're fucking, that's yeah. just mutual bodily respect. Yes, yeah. everybody, wear condoms. Yeah, wear and if a man tells you that it doesn't fit, there is a video online of a girl holding it out the car window, and it gets so fucking big, okay? <laughs> Look it up! Those things oh will God. stretch. I, uh, Trojan, we would love uh, for you to sponsor us. Thank you. Oh, um, yeah. What's up, Trojan Daddy? Oh, my Am. God. You know, I really, I really want Trojan. I want Adam and Eve. I want all of that good stuff. All oh, good my stuff. God. <laughs> Sending um, us some street boxes. Yeah. Okay. okay. So we talked about everybody. Um, we have not really touched on Albie and Lucia, so let's talk about them really quick and then uh, go into theories, because I've got theories. Okay, yeah. Um, so I am really happy for Albie. I just want to say, like, I I feel like this episode was his Disney moment, if there yeah, is any in White Lotus. Sure, all the yeah, sex he's so, having, finally. Yes, and again, I, I hats off to this actor. Like, I know that he's not your favorite in the show, but I really have to give him kudos. Like, the, the cum faces, the O face, sir, mm-hmm. is like, I just applaud you for being that vulnerable, for doing that on screen, but also doing it well. Like, I'm convinced I loved it. Just like the, the, the moaning, the words, it's very believable. And it's very funny. I, I just think it's, uh, I think it's kind of heartwarming and vulnerable. It's great. Yeah. I love it. Um, I actually liked him. I like him better when Portia has nothing to do with him. And I think that me not liking him was really just my protectiveness over Portia. Because now I'm like, I don't, it's not that I like him. I still wouldn't like ever hang out with Albie in real life. But I don't, I hate oh, him yeah. less. Um, like I just, I, he doesn't make me feel uncomfortable and like triggered when he's with Lucha. Um, but there is, and then we got, like, her saying, bye, Albie, have a nice life. And I was like, thank God that's over with. Like, Yeah, I actually think that the reason they don't work is because their personalities are too similar. Like, they're too, they're both too tele- polite. Like, they both need someone with a little bit of sazon. They yes, need a little exactly. fucking, a little fire. And mm-hmm. I think that Jack and Lucia are probably a little too much fire for both of them. Because I don't think it's yeah. going to end well. And and I mentioned this earlier with you off the pod, but I thought it was really interesting how they both ended up in sexual um, experiences that were unexpected 
Or, yeah. well, Portia still doesn't know, but I think the truth always comes to light. I think she will know. Uh, and I, I think the reason I did like Albie a lot better in this episode is because of the situation that happened with him and Lucia and the conversation that he had when they, when she was leaving. Like, it was, it was authentic and he really didn't know. And I just thought that was like very, God, it was just very sweet. Like, they were both very sweet about it. And, like, Al, mm-hmm. I don't know, I just, I liked that authentic side of him of being like, oh, I just liked you. Like, I thought we were just hooking up, you know, because I'm on yeah. vacation and whatever. And she's like, well, I thought you knew. And he's like, oh, my God, like, I'm so sorry. And, like, he doesn't, I don't know, like, he gets the money. Mm-hmm. You know, regardless of whether or not they were going to sleep together the next night or for free or whatever, like, he's still like, you know what, like, this is, I didn't recognize that this was your livelihood, so I'm not trying to fuck that up for you or exploit you. Yeah, I appreciated that. I know we've said that he's been like, oh, you know, feminism and blah, 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 and sometimes I'm like, dude, like, you can't even speak on this. But that, I was like, yeah, you can speak on that. That was, yeah, and I I did, I liked that. I was, um, I thought that he knew from the beginning, so of course he didn't because he doesn't have any real world experience yet, but um, yeah, so once he found out, I really did like the way that he um, was just about it and was just like, yeah, that's fine. Like, that is a quality that I really like to see in men just like not giving a fuck about my sex life or Mm -hmm. the body count and stuff like that. Like, it was just really nice and progressive to actually see see a movie like that. Even the way he handled it at dinner when she has to meet with Cam, you know, real quick in secret, and he's like, oh, who is that? And she's like, well, he owes me money. And she's truthful with him. She's like, yeah, like, he hired me. And he's like, oh, okay. But, like, that's it. He doesn't say shit else. And I'm just like, you know what? Good on you, bro. Not your fucking business. Exactly. It's a good quality for him to just mind his business. And I think that that's why they are already more successful than him, him, Portia, were ever going to be because he made it his business when Portia was talking to Jack. Like, he had different expectations of her. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that that's really what fucked it because I don't think that she would have just deaded Albie. I think that she probably would have continued to talk to him if he was just okay with her being a single woman on vacation, right? Yeah. So um, I'm happy that the expectations are clear, but I think that um, what I think is that I just keep going back to that line from The Godfather of like Sicilian women are more dangerous than than shotguns, and mm-hmm. it's like so far Mia has almost killed, has hospitalized a man. Hospitalized men. And, um, yeah, and then they just like, they're just dropping bombs everywhere they're going. Like, like they are now, like, Lucia has almost completely fucked this entire family, Albie and Dom and Bert. And, you know, they sleep with Cameron. They, like, so that fucked up Ethan and her. Yeah, and she says that she doesn't care about the wife. You know, Lucia, like, as sweet and as. Like, bold as she's been, there's been a couple moments that have, like, kind of rubbed me the wrong way and surprised me. I'm like, Lucia, why are you acting like this? And another theory that I have is that Albie might die because I think that this Alessio guy is a setup. I think this is what she does to tourists. I think that her and her boyfriend are in on it, and they fuck guys. Because she's she's mentioned it to Albie a couple times. You go from having the most like 
like so extreme on either side. <laughs> like, no, it's like one thing you're just like, Valentina, I still love you, even though you're a total fucking Jeffrey Dahmer in the making. And then on the other side, you're just like, I think Lucia is out for blood. <laughs> like, no, I don't think she's out for blood, but I think she fucks over tourists. And especially a young one who's kind of feeble, like she can scare him into money for them. Yeah, well, so yeah, so I I agree. I think that part of her wants to be sincere with him. I like like I think that part of her like want doesn't want the money from him because she says it like I'm I'm having a good time. You don't need to like pay or whatever. But then part of her is just like, I still got a pimp. Like, I still got to pay because she's hustling Cam for that money. But she's not really probing Albie. So I think there is, she does absolutely has a soft spot for him. Especially because, like, the, the we end the episode with her staying with him again, having sex with him again, and knowing that he, like, basically telling him he doesn't have to pay for the whole time that they're together, just the one night. Um, what my theory is with Lucia and Albie is that Lucia still has a debt, Albie is going to pay the entire debt and then she's going to try to go back home with him to like, LA that's her dream. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that too, but I think it's more sinister than that. Like, I think, I think it is too. I think she's definitely using him. I don't think that she likes him that much, but I think that, you know, it's not like the, what she's actually trying to do isn't as bad, but like the, yeah. the motives are bad. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, <sighs> I like both Lucia and Mia, but I think that they are conniving in their own ways. And, you know, mm-hmm. like, you're a young person. Like, you're trying to, you're just trying to make it out here. You're doing whatever the fuck you got to do to make it, to get some money, to take a step, to break, get your foot in the door for singing, you know, whatever. Um, but I do think that you're right about that line. Like, Italian women are more dangerous than shotguns. And in this episode, again... Uh, Lucia foreshadows and she's like maybe we won't end up in peril I don't, yeah. I, I'm feeling so lucky this week I know, I, know. Like, I, know. I, then... too. I think they're both gonna die oh god oh with god. oh no what if Portia and the hose die I would be so fucking mad not all the bitches like, like, what do you have against young women what Truly. the fuck um yeah Gosh, okay, so um, is there anything else you want to add about the characters before we talk about theories for a sec? Uh, I think we should just touch on Dom and... Um... Oh, yeah, no, for no. sure. Real quick. Uh, they don't have a lot in this episode, but I do think it was really interesting how Michael Imperioli's character, when they were at dinner, does kind of stand up for himself when he's like, you know, like, uh, you know, why would you say, like, oh, where do you think Albie gets it from running around with escorts? Like, he gets it from you. Like, you normalized it for him. And I was like, first of all, Grandpa, how do you even know the word normalized? How do you even know that term? Like, get out of here. You're from a different generation. And you can't even admit that you normalized it for your own son. Which he yeah. says. He's like, like, you normalized it for me. Um... I thought um, that was so interesting the way that the grandfather is like, I was discreet. I never went with escorts. Why did the wife stay with me? Because she loved me. And then, you know, he says back to him, well, it wasn't, it's not that simple. And the grandfather says, yes, it is. 
Yeah, it was very well done. Um, I love Bert's character. God, he just is so funny with the friggin' bandage on his head. Like, oh I my god, he might die. Yeah, no, seriously. I mean, he's that would man. make the most sense, actually. He's so but feeble. oh my gosh, yeah, he. I love the way that he's played because he is just—he's so lovable because he's so funny and he's so like. You know, like, he just wants to be with his family and whatever, and, like, his wife died, and he's got all of these character traits that make you want to love him, and he's just, like, he is just the classic grandparent. He's so relatable in that way. Like, to, it, like people can relate to him because we all have grandparents that are like him. Um, but with that also comes this, like, the ugly head of, like... I will not admit when I'm wrong and you know it's like my generation had it right and I had it right and you can't tell me otherwise and just this hard head hard-headedness and this ego that comes with the the older generation I'm not saying all older people are like this but I know quite a few that are even my mom is like that sometimes so I'm like mm-hmm. you know so it's 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 nice to see that like he was just like no it is that simple, shut down, keep eating my food, nothing's yeah. wrong, just like this, just uh, d- disregard for accountability, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that, like, our generation, millennials, and then going forward, we are, like, our generations are all about accountability, I think. Like, I mean, at least I am, and the people that I surround myself with that are my age really care about accountability, and that's, you know, so... Yeah, I actually saw something really interesting just for all my astrology buffs. Um, You know, our generation, because our Pluto is in Scorpio, we're fixed. We want the truth. We call out the bullshit. Like, I saw someone analyzing the generations, and they were like, yeah, that's what millennials were supposed to do. They were just supposed Mm -hmm. to point out that the systems are fucked. We're not the ones who are supposed to come up with the solutions. That's uh, actually... Gen, not even Gen Z, I think it's the next generation after that. It's in Sag is like, well, how do we like experiment and try like the different things that work? And then it's Capricorn, it figures out the systems, which yeah, is generation alpha or something. I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, I just food for thought. We're seeing it. Yeah, we're already mm-hmm. really just like seeing that play out. We saw it with our generation. We were the generation that fucking flipped everything on its head for sure. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's really interesting to see the three of those. And, like, honestly, I think that when we're talking about the generations and the characteristics that we think about specific generations, we're seeing it perfectly played by the grandfather, the son, oh, yeah. and the grandson, right? Yeah, it's such um, a good dynamic. What a smart, interesting dynamic. And I think it's so smart because it's so relatable. We all have that. And even yeah. beyond that, like, you know, Albie is of age to have kids and like some of my family like there's some kids that are already like getting grown and they're they're getting to an age where they could have kids and I'm like Jesus like we all see it like generationally you know you go to a family reunion and it's a bit awkward you gotta be careful yeah so you know no Um, politics at the fucking table like I know for real this you know honestly like the white lotus the entire vacation is like the equivalent of like thanksgiving dinner every year a hundred percent just spread out over seven days like the thanksgiving dinner of tv you're yeah, welcome literally. brought um, to you by beyonce of tv yes <laughs> brought to you by the beyonce of tv mike white we love you jesus yes, you really are just you. 
Fantastic. And so is the whole crew because it's not just him. Everyone involved, you guys are doing you're doing great, sweeties. We love you. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, but I think we've covered pretty much all of the bases. I'm sure there are so many other nuanced things that happens, but we just don't have the time to go deep diving. All of it. Yes, but of course, if we miss anything, we will like let us know. We'll talk about it next week when we come back. Yeah, so do we want to talk about any favorite scenes? Um, yeah. Gosh, every time this comes up, I remember that I forgot to for- to remember to, <laughs> remember to think about <laughs> it. Uh, my favorite scene is probably the dinner scene with Harper because I couldn't breathe the entire time because I had no idea what was going to come out with uh, out of her mouth. And then that look that Cam shoots her after touching her legs so cheeky under the table. I was like, oh, I'm hot. I'm yeah, hot. I yeah, uh, yeah, that was a good scene. The tension was thick. Mm-hmm. It was. It was. It was sexy. It was taboo. It was like everything I look for in porn. So I'm just like, yeah, bravo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's a good one. I think uh, for me, it was definitely the glass door. That was so fucking funny because it was subtle and small and f- it was just great. Um, but uh, I don't know. Obviously, the aerial shots are always fucking good. Shout out to the fucking whoever's operating that fucking thing that flies in the sky. What is it called? The drone. Whoever's doing the drone. Awesome the thing that work. flies in the sky. Awesome <laughs> fucking work. Uh, and you know what? I do want to give a big honorable mention to um, all of the little funny things in this episode from Jennifer Coolidge, the Queen of Sicily. She also says to the gay guy on the boat, she's like, oh, or the captain, she's like, oh, I love your little hat. Did you knit it yourself? Yeah, did you knit that hat? It's so I cute. laughed so damn hard. And oh, God. <laughs> There was a few, oh, and then when she's like, oh, where were you and Jack on the boat to Portia? Yes. And she was like, oh, you guys have been having sex. And she's like, and Portia's like, no. And she's like, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Yeah. She thought she was going to get in trouble, but like really just that um, response oh. from Tanya was hilarious. And I was like, yeah, it was great. It was great. She was fab this episode Um, I loved everything she brought she wasn't and I really just love who she is around these guys like she's just not crazy it's like weird to see her actually being able to hold uh, an intelligent conversation because we've only ever seen her interact with Portia and Greg who by the way is coming back at some point so he said he was coming back in three days it's officially been three days two days left of the trip he should be coming back next episode for another day so I know uh, well, big old pot of drama. But then she and she also just want to mention this quickly before we leave. But she also mentioned an annulment. You know, I talked to that this woman yeah. again about getting an annulment. So I don't know. I'm just like I'm just here for Jay Cool with these guys. Like whether they be uh, weird, you know, underground sex ring people. Um, I just like who she is with them. <laughs> and on that note, I will say this. I also forgot to mention, uh, Mia, that's amore. Cause that was the name of the episode and she sang it so beautifully. She really did. It was, it was really nice. And I love that, uh, while she was singing it, we got, I'll be fucking, we got the eye contact between Cam and, um, and Harper. What other 
ironic scene did we get? I don't know. But we, yeah, I don't know. It's just always funny when they put a love song over something that's awful. It truly, it truly is. What a great, this man is from the meme culture. He gets it. Um, So yeah, thanks you, thanks you, thank you everybody (laughs) for joining us. And honestly, just HB hoeing the fuck out because we got so much sex this episode and it was lovely. And you can find us on Instagram at hb.hoes, Twitter hb underscore hoes, and our email is hoes at hbhoes.com. Loves ya. Bye.